Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and Adam Nicholas from What Culture Football here to discuss another burning football issue but before we get into it if you're a fan of this sort of thing make sure you subscribe to what culture football on either itunes spotify wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts but as i said joined by adam nicholas to discuss a burning football issue and that is the david de gea problem a lot of talk about this recently nicholas um de gea potentially costing man united a place in the fa cup final with his mistakes against chelsea um what do you make of all this I think you've been generous with potentially there. <laughs> he almost definitely is the reason why they aren't going to an FA Cup final. And yeah, not ideal this, is it? And as, you know, a man who once named a video the Arsenal dilemma, I think you're probably a little bit disappointed that you didn't didn't save that for the David De Gea dilemma. But I'll let you off because it's still still relevant regardless. It's It's just, the man is a guy who obviously operates quite a lot on confidence. And unfortunately, when he has none, like right now, it seems, he can be the worst, which isn't, it feels harsh that, but genuinely there's times when it always seems to be such a big, high-profile thing for him as well, because he is such a good goalkeeper, we should point out, that when he does this stuff, it is disastrous, and it doesn't make good viewing for Manchester United fans, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. The fact you are a goalkeeper for Manchester United, I mean, you Mm. probably don't get tested, well, depending on... United are playing, but you shouldn't get tested as much as other goalkeepers. But also the expectation, especially for someone like David De Gea, is so high that when he drops below that, it's far more noticeable than your, you know, mid-table, let's say, uh, uh, Premier League goalkeepers who can make the occasional mistake, for example. Um, We were talking before we started recording here and you said how sometimes he can make such basic errors. Mm. And it's, it's surreal because, you know, like you say, when he's on form, he can pull off saves that you think are nigh on impossible, and that that change. Let's quickly talk about that Chelsea game. Then, I mean, there was the there was two goals. I felt a little bit sorry for him with the Giroud chance because it kind of comes at him. Yeah, it's it's very close in, but arguably, you know, he strikes me as a very instinctive goalkeeper, and that should be his bread mm. and butter. Uh, but certainly for the Mason Mount goal uh, in the second half, it was just. Um, I'm sure you've had this where you're playing in a game of 11 aside or 5 aside and one the opposition goalkeeper makes a bit of a mistake mm-hmm. and from that moment on everyone's eyes light up and they think you know what any normal game I probably won't score from him but I'm going to take a punt because he's a bit shaky and it's only going to make things worse if he gets more and more rattled um, that, that, that game against Chelsea was just a 
a sort of culmination of the question marks that we've seen over day for quite some time now. Yeah, and it's it's not great as it when it's a semi-final and obviously it's so people forget it is so so hard being a goalkeeper man. The lines between success and failure, the literal lines between <laughs> success and failure are so so small. And obviously, if you do make a mistake, it's the end of the world for you and the team normally if it's in a high-profile situation like this. But the whole thing, yes, the Giroud one, if you want to be maybe generous, that's, mm. you, could, you could kind of maybe let him off for that one. The Mason Mount one, though, is, you know, it reminded me of, um, of Gareth Bale against uh, Liverpool for Real Madrid in the Champions League final. And Carius, when that shot was coming at him, and it's, it's something you should deal with a million times over. And you'll never probably see him do it again. Although ironically, he did two huge mistakes in that final. But um, and it just for whatever reason, the hands and the brain aren't working together. And I think we've seen that a little bit. We saw a little bit of a I don't know if it's an error, but not exactly his best performance against Tottenham either. Mm. And when he starts to get into one of these stretches, David De Gea, he seems to struggle to get out of it. And I find right now, obviously, we're coming to the end of the season, and David De Gea is kind of. A player who, let's be honest, has been linked away from Manchester United many times back to his native Spain, Real Madrid, even to the point where literally uh, transfer deals have fallen through for whatever reason may be. I'm sure we could talk more about that. Um, but ultimately, you, it's going to raise the question again, does he want to be there? And a lot of, how many times has David De Gea been the guy for Manchester United who has kept the club, like mm. saved them? Okay, he's been the man of the match, completely dominated and helped them keep clean sheets and what have you. But when he's playing like this, it, it just looks like a complete shadow of himself, really. Yeah, it's, it's surreal what you say there, because like you mentioned a few years ago, this staff at Man United breaking the fax machine <laughs> yeah. so he doesn't leave to go to Real Madrid. So cutesy that they still use fax machines in football <laughs> transfers. Uh, and yet now people are questioning whether Dean Henderson is going gonna, is gonna to take his spot. Is that what you, I was going to ask you where you thought these problems have arisen from, because they've come and gone quite a lot over the past few years for De Gea. I was going to ask where, yeah, where it all went wrong. But for you, is it just a regular occurrence that he gets his head turned a little bit towards the end of the season? I think it, it might be basic that, but I think, yeah, I, I do genuinely believe there's always a question mark. And there has been since the very first time there was a chance for him to leave. Uh, I always wonder if he genuinely is happy there in Manchester. Um, because let's be honest, it'd probably be a dream for him to go back to Spain and whether it would be, I don't know, a return to Atletico or whether it would be going to play for Real or even betraying everybody and going to Barcelona, wherever <laughs> he might end up. Because genuinely, there's a feeling that the time could be there. I was Ironically, my stepdad is actually a Manchester United fan. He's got a cute story behind it all from when he was a kid. Leave him alone. Um, but the thing is, if you're a Man United fan, you're probably thinking right now, maybe is it time... We've got this young lad as well who everybody's pointing towards, Dean Henderson. Maybe he could be the future. Maybe even they could just bring someone brand new in as the first team stopper. But he was saying, and his stepdad was saying, he genuinely feels like now might be the time to get rid of him, to offload him. We've got uh, like the the kind of nearly there Man United again. Mm. Like the, the start of playing great attacking football, the one place they need to be good is going to be in defence and specifically a goalkeeper as well. So if David De Gea's heads have gone a bit, is the time now to maybe get him shipped off? Because if he wants to go back to Spain... There's a very small window, I would imagine, where he's still going to be worth the money that maybe they'd want to get from. Yeah, I want to talk about his sort of relationship with the rest of the squad in a second. For me, uh, where it all went wrong was the 2018 World Cup. Um, mm. He made some horrible mistakes during that World Cup campaign. They got knocked out by uh, Russia on penalties, of course. Um, 
And I seem to remember we were doing some some content at the time and the way the Spanish press just absolutely savaged him. There was a term they used. I can't remember about what it was exactly, but it was, I think it was like, they almost called him a ghost goalkeeper or, or something right. along those lines. And I just think you sort of alluded to it. He's a confidence player. And I don't think, I, I don't think his confidence has ever got back to those sort of 2017 levels. We'll have seen all the data doing the rounds recently about how sensational he was uh, that season for Manchester United and for country as well. And I, I think that is the catalyst for these things going wrong, that he will have some good games, but the moment he has a, a slight wobble, then the, the voices in the back of his head, oh, remember what happened in that game against Portugal <laughs> yeah. uh, and what have you. And uh, ever since then, I don't I don't see him recovering. In terms of his teammates, then we've seen a report recently from the Times who say that even they're worried about him mm. um, making mistakes, I believe, in training, although that could just be speculation, etc. Um uh, how do you think Man United should, should handle this? Because like you say, I remember the days when holding on to De Gea as a sort of talisman of saying like, mm. yeah, right, we're a bit rubbish right now, but look, we've got this spine in the squad which starts with David De Gea and we are planning to to push. And it's, it seems insane that as they are finally, as you say, building back up to potentially challenging for the title and challenging in Europe, that they're saying, well, the first lad out the door is going to be David De Gea. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's quite an extreme way to go that. And I think a lot of Man United fans might think the same way. They might think it's time for him to go. On the flip side of that coin, though, I guess, this is a guy who has done a lot for Man United while he's been there. So his goalkeeping form for me is almost like what what Rain, Rain Rooney, Wayne Rooney's striking form used to be like. Mm. Very patchy, very streaky. And when he hits a bad spell to here, it tends to be like a three or four game thing where suddenly everyone's pointing at him and raising these questions. It takes him a while to get out of it. And I think you, you're probably onto it there with the, the World Cup being some, that's such a big occasion. Stuff like that probably doesn't leave you. If I'm if I'm Man United boss right now, if I'm Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, a, a club who has a famous history for bringing in the youth and sort of their own players to, to eventually be the ones who are going to be the spine of a team or whatever. Henderson's obviously somebody you can look at and think, there's a guy. But then at the same by the same token... The mental pressures that come mm. with being a goalkeeper in general are tough, but being a goalkeeper at a massive club like Man United, I imagine, is absolutely unheard levels of pressure. De Gea has done really well for years. I mean, this is a guy who's been the club, Man United's player of the year, like players player of the year, who's won PFA players of the year. The guy is obviously fantastic. The question is, well, are we turning that to past tense now? Is that going to be... Are we seeing him start to sort of dwindle out? I don't think you should be jumping to conclusions just yet. I do think this could just be a patch. And I would just float it out there that it's just coincidental that we're heading towards the end of the season now. And maybe because his head just might not be there. Maybe his head's already thinking he doesn't want to be there. And it's getting to the time of the summer, I guess, although a little bit later than usual these days. <laughs> um, could he perhaps want to move away? That would be my line of thinking on the whole thing. Yeah, the, the Dean Henderson thing, which we all get onto, is is fascinating because I, I completely agree that whilst you can sit there and say, look at all the stats for Dean Henderson, he's obviously been sensational for Sheffield United this season. My mind always goes to someone like a Ben Foster, who I always really rate as a Premier League mm -hmm. goalkeeper, um, but just couldn't get the job done at Man United. Granted, he wasn't given that many opportunities, but you think about that game, I mean, it was kind of overshadowed with the Michael Owen goal, but that game against City, he made mm -hmm. some fairly big errors uh, for, I think it was the Tevez 
goal or Tevez, Tevez at least got the ball to square it in goal and the Bellamy uh, equaliser that seemed to tie up the game was wasn't didn't cover himself in glory there either but I've always thought he's a sensational goalkeeper so I agree I think it's a whole different ball game uh, when it comes to go playing in net for a big big club like Manchester United. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Now, I want to talk a little bit about tonight's game um, mm. after yesterday's shambles of us saying, hey, the old Arsenal back. And then they <laughs> immediately lose to Aston Miller, which I will point out myself and Simon Miller did say it's Sod's Law. And uh, Miller and I were messaging last night going, yep, the return of the old Arsenal. And then I don't think they had a shot on target against Aston Miller. So let's talk uh, about tonight's game. Mm. Um, it's a cliche, but it is crucial for both clubs tonight, Man United and West Ham. West Ham looking to 100% solidify their spot in the Premier League and, and Man United hoping to get into the top four. This could be an interesting test because I think West Ham are in a bit of form right now. Obviously, Mikel Antonio is being eyed up by everyone in their fantasy football teams. Yeah. Um, and it's it's always a bit of a tasty affair when United play West Ham. I, th- I feel like it's going to be a baptism of fire for David De Gea tonight. A baptism of fire. Someone's been watching some uh, Jorge Masvidal videos, haven't they? <laughs> um, I think there's a... Well, obviously, you've got... The stakes are massive for this one, aren't they? For Man United and for West Ham. Man United haven't just missed out on, on the FA Cup. You've got to think that they're thinking these next two games are like, or certainly for, in their eyes, as big as the cup finals that they're not going to be in, basically. Um, they can get themselves ahead of Chelsea if they're well. It's it's going to be a stretch, but the, you know Chelsea have got two big games as well. Well, two big games. Man United have got two big games. In a season where both of those teams could have ended up in the FA Cup final, and both those teams have probably started to get their clubs back to where they want to be mm. in terms of that tonight for Man United is huge. At West Ham, on the other hand, though, with the news that Aston Villa obviously winning last night and proving that at this business end of the season. Clubs who are lower down don't necessarily just fold up under pressure like origami to the teams who are further up the table. I think there's going to be goals in this one, he says. I'm going to put my hands. I think it's going to be goals. It'll be a bit of an anti-climax if it ends up being a nil-nil, to be fair. But that would be enough. They'd get the point, Mm. West Ham. Um, I don't know who I'd go for, mind. I don't know who I would go for. And The the bigger question on top of that is, do they actually play to here tonight? Mm. Mm. I, I I think that would be a real... 
nail in the coffin if he doesn't play for United mm. tonight. I think you have to start him, <clears throat> despite all the question marks about him. I think United will win tonight, Manchester United, that is. Um, I, I'm going to go for 3-1. I think they've been playing some sensational football recently. And um, it's been such a joy to, to watch them and, and see players like Martial and Rashford hitting the form again. And uh, obviously Greenwood and what have you have been, have been really, really uh, key for them. I sense that United are going to maybe get a result today um, and it's going to be fascinating as it goes to the final day. Man United versus Leicester effectively playing, depending on how results go, for that final Champions League spot. To return to De Gea then, we mentioned earlier how good he was in 2017. Mm. How does he get back to that level that he was at? A time machine would be (laughs) appropriate, I guess. Although really, he wouldn't get back to that. Um... I don't know. That was that was. If you want to look at a peak time for when David De Gea was arguably the best player, maybe even in the Premier League at that point. Genuinely, he was that good and did so many great things for Man United that I don't know if he, I don't know if he can. I do. I'd like to think that because he's got so much quality in there over the years and has proven. Because let's be honest, someone like Henderson is doing a great job over at Sheffield, but ultimately. One season does not make mm-hmm. a brilliant goalkeeper. David De Gea has done it consistently for quite some time. If it was me, I don't know if I don't know if he does get back. I would think genuinely now, if you're gonna if you are gonna offload David De Gea at any point, I would say maybe the end of the season might be worth having a look at that because I don't know if you're gonna get much better of him. Maybe he just needs to be reinvigorated as a goalkeeper. Maybe he's just got a bit still. Yeah, change of scenery might be the best thing for him. I, I just when I saw those reports today, and you know, it's it's back pages. You you never know. You know, there's reports of training ground bust ups and all this other sort of thing, and you never know whether people are just trying to stir it up a little bit. Mm. But hearing that other players are concerned just really rang some warning bells for me because I always think, you know, if players are afraid of, you know allowing their goalkeeper to make a save or even just like playing the ball back to him. You know, he's a decent, decent mm. footballer. But uh, it, it's it's difficult to rebuild that relationship because, like I said, imagine if, if it's in De Gea's head, if he has a little bit of a wobble, what's it going to be like for, you know, the likes of Harry Maguire or, you know, uh, Wan-Bissaka, Luke Shaw, etc. on that back line if they're worried about, allowing their goalkeeper to make the most basic of saves or questioning his his decision-making even. Mm. So if we do say that he is potentially leaving or is going to be replaced, Dean Henderson then, 23 years old, he's been at Sheffield United the last couple of seasons. He has been a rock for them this season. Mm. Is is it too soon? I know Alan Shearer was saying, you know, it's now's the time to test him yeah. out or at the very least bring him in to, to push De Gea in training. I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, goalkeepers mature at different levels, uh, at different ages, although we've seen a numerous sensational goalkeepers in their early to mid-20s coming through in the last few years. Do you chuck Henderson in at the deep end and say, all right, next season you're our number one goalkeeper? Or do you bring him back and, and let, let him and De Gea compete? Or do you say, you know what, you are going to be our number one goalkeeper, just not for the next couple of seasons, so we're going to have... I don't know, Romero or another goalkeeper we're just going to bring in for a couple of seasons. Uh, how, how do you see United handling this? It's hard with Henderson because they made some great points, actually, uh, between the pundits that night. And mm. I think I understand what she was saying. Now is the time. And obviously, 
bring him in. He'd be full of confidence from a great season with Sheffield United and obviously maybe now's the time for it. The point that was made though was also that if he's going to come back, then he needs to play. Like, I don't I don't know if it benefits him by him being brought mm. back as a way to try and motivate David De Gea. I don't know if that's the best way to go with this one. I would argue if they are going to bring him back, they should put him in the team. But I also saw a few other pundits have sort of been trying to give their take on it and what should be done. If you're Man United though, and you want to really push for a challenge next year, it's all about bringing in world-class proven players, isn't it? That's got to be what they're doing and what they should be thinking of. David Henderson, oh, sorry, I was going to call him David Henderson there. Mm. He might be thinking it's he could be the goalkeeper for the future. I think it might just be a little bit, a little bit too early. And I guess with Man United, that might tie their hands if they're thinking they want him for the future. But if it, if you're just if we're just playing out looking for them to go and buy a new keeper, which is what I, in my head I'm imagining David De Gea is going to go. Why not get on the blower to Atletico Madrid and say, look, we've got your old mate here. He's a bit sick. He's a bit fed up. We don't want to sell him to Real Madrid. Why don't we sell him to you? And we'll have All Black in a switch with some money and David De Gea. And then Jan Black, let's be honest, is, is a brilliant goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. He'd be world-class to put in there. And then I think maybe that's the kind of guy I could be there and hold it down until Henderson's ready. Although, with Henderson again, you don't want to miss the boat, do you? You don't mm-hmm. want to miss the boat with him. And certainly with the rumours of Chelsea, I think, sniffing around... Uh, well, they've got they've got Kepa. Um, they potentially could be looking into him. I, it's a real tough call. I wouldn't put Dean Henderson in as, as United's number one next year because yeah. I think they genuinely have potential to challenge for the title. I don't think they're going to win it next season. But I completely forgot to mention Bruno Fernandez when I was running through how amazing their squad has been recently, and he has been. Uh, a, a world class. I mean, the fact that people are talking about him being in the team of the season when the uh, ongoing global bastard first hit and um, he played about six games for them but yeah. he has been incredible for Manchester Brilliant. United and I think you know we always talk about the spines of teams and yes De Gea hasn't been on form but if he does stay I think there's no need to bring Henderson back because rotting on the bench or playing just in cup games I mean that's literally what Sergio Romero does for them right now I don't think yeah. it's going to help him whatsoever. I think next season is going to be a real challenge for Sheffield United, the old second season syndrome, etc. So I, I, I gun to my head, I'd say De Gea stays mm-hmm. for at least one more season. Um, but it's going to be fascinating to see how Man United handles this situation and how they go into tonight's game against West Ham, like you say. if they, But if they, if they don't play him, I think that's it. I think the writing's on the wall at that point. Um, but yeah, not that we're saying that Dean Henderson isn't good enough to be Man United goalkeeper. Yeah, I just think what what harm I say this, he's probably gonna I don't want to jinx him, but what harm can one more season do at Sheffield United? Ah, uh, you see, why have you gone and said that? <laughs> why you're gonna have Dean Henderson knocking on your door saying, like, what have you done to me? On crutches, a... probably. <laughs> it's a disastrous season next season. No, I genuinely hope he does have a good season because he looks like there's a real lower promise in there with Henderson. Great performances, and you'd like to see you'd like to see him come through, wouldn't you? That's the thing. But if not, I'd love to see Yano Black in the Premier League personally. Oh, so absolutely, I do. I'll realize take it. a bag a bag of contradictions there. By oh, we should be bringing through the young players. Nah, sorry, just go and buy Yano Black. That'll be fine. <laughs> like that's no. Um, yes, I do. I do appreciate that. <laughs> Completely well, conflicting opinions. 
we would love, love to know your thoughts on this. Do let us know in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. The penultimate couple of games before the final weekend of the season. It's it's a surreal season, but it's going to be a shame when this is all over. We've had so much football, Nicholas. I know. Some would argue too much, but <laughs> listen, I'm, I can't complain. They didn't have it for so long, and now we've got it back, so fair play. I was reading somewhere today that there was obviously about 100 days without any football, mm. and I think we are going to have a, a maximum of about three days before the end of next season without any football, if you combine the likes of Syria A and the Scottish Premiership, and obviously this mad August where it's just all European football all the time. I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. Uh, so anyway, let us know your thoughts on David De Gea and how Man United should handle this problem, this dilemma. Uh, at What Culture FC on Twitter, you can follow both of us. Uh, you can get Adam Nicholas at it's Adam Nicholas, and you can get Adam Wilborn at. Adam Wilborn, as I said, follow us all at What Culture FC. But for now, this has been It's All Kicking Off. My thanks, Adam Nicholas. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.